This podcast is sponsored by BT, because BT means business. BT knows that businesses come in many shapes, sizes and guises, from the person just starting out at their kitchen table to the biggest employer, which is why no matter what line of work you're in, they've got your back to help you succeed and do what you do best. Whatever your business, BT's got your back. Search BT's got your back. This is the Times Afternoon Briefing for Friday the 25th of August. The Kremlin has said Western suggestions that mercenary leader Yevgeny Prigozhin was killed on Russian orders were an absolute lie. Spokesman Dmitry Peskov pushed back at speculation and said the investigation into the plane crash was ongoing. He also said the Wagner Group now has no formal legal existence. Russia expert Mark Gagliotti told Times Radio today's developments are unsurprising. Prigozhin, frankly, there's no real reason to believe that he cared about what would happen to Wagner after his death. So from his point of view, long flights are a chance to do business, and this is why he had the the Wagner leadership essentially in his plane. And obviously this does mean, in fact, that this bomb absolutely decapitated the Wagner group. Energy suppliers won't be allowed to charge customers as much for each unit of gas and electricity from October. The regulator Ofgem has announced a cut in the price cap, taking the average annual bill to below £2,000 for the first time in 18 months. It's made the reduction because of a fall in wholesale prices. But Tessa Khan, who founded the climate group Uplift, told Times Radio few households would see the benefit. As we've heard from the Resolution Foundation, one in three households are actually going to be looking at higher energy bills because of a rollback in government support schemes that were available last year. And on top of that, there have been record levels of energy debt that people have started the year with, according to Citizens Advice. So it's really difficult to welcome this as good news given the reality that people are facing. It's a photograph that's difficult to avoid today as Donald Trump became the first former American president to have a police mugshot taken. He appeared at a jail in Georgia to face more than a dozen charges that he tried to overturn the 2020 election result in the U.S. state. The Times U.S. correspondent Will Pavia, who's in Georgia, described the mugshot for us. His hair is sort of catching the light. His eyebrows are sort of knit together and he's sort of staring straight down the barrel of the camera and sort of frowning at the guy taking mugshot. I think he's rather pleased with it. Sometimes a mugshot can make you look deranged or bewildered and uncertain, whereas it almost looks as if he's quite prepared for this. And, you know, indeed, the Trump campaign is already putting it on T-shirts and he's tweeting it out on his Twitter account. A new investigation is to be launched into the deaths of 88 people in the UK linked to a Canadian poison seller. The National Crime Agency says the man is accused of aiding suicide after hundreds of people ordered lethal substances online. This comes after a Times investigation into the man, Kenneth Law, said to have sent 1,200 packages to people in 40 countries. The reporter was James Beale. We'd obviously spoken to a number of different families that had had their lives completely wrecked by this poison. And then we went to Canada and fronted up Kenneth Law and asked him to explain himself and, and asked him to ask him why he was operating this site. And he was cold and just simply said, look, I'm operating a, a business, uh, I'm selling a product, it's up to people what they do with what I sell. You can hear the full story of the Times investigation which led to the arrest of Kenneth Law in a three-part special edition of our Stories of Our Times podcast. 
Oxford scientists have developed a screening tool that strongly predicts someone's chance of getting dementia by analysing their health and lifestyle in middle age. They used data from 220,000 British adults over 50 to produce a rank of the 11 strongest risk factors for contracting the disease. These include living alone and having diabetes. Professor June Andrews is an advisor to the Dementia Trust. She told Times Radio the checklist will be useful because research shows that people are actually more afraid of dementia than they are of cancer. Now, some of the things that they mention in their list are things that we can't do much about. I can't change my family history. I can't do anything about the deprivation that I suffered in childhood. But what might be useful is to make sure that everyone knows that if you've got diabetes, if you've had strokes, if you've, if you've got a number of these health issues that they talk about there, if you manage them well, then you're less likely to get dementia. And find much more on all of these stories throughout the day on Times Radio.